Welcome, and you're now listening to a Queen with Purpose podcast. I am your host, Jaleesa Brown, and I will be your purpose cultivator. This podcast is exclusively a woman's guide to purposeful living and conquering the obstacles faced in her life. You will be empowered, inspired, and have your faith increased. From motherhood to the career professional, this podcast is filled with words of wisdom and tools for women to accomplish their dreams. As your purpose cultivator, my role in your life now will be to equip you to see the greatness God has placed within you and to pursue your purpose fearlessly in order for you to live a life without limits. And should you face an obstacle along the way, sis, We'll have a plan for that. So sit back, relax, and just breathe. Let's go on this journey together. In this episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Kia Ingram. If you're here in the Pittsburgh area, you know that Kia is a trailblazer in our community, especially for our youth. Her work is phenomenal. Um, For those who do not know Kia, she is a mother. She works full time. She is a, a leader in our communities here in the Pittsburgh area. She is a wife. She wears many, many hats and her work speaks for itself. I hope you all enjoy this interview because I enjoy replaying it back. Take a listen. So first things first, I know you are super, super busy. So I just want to thank you for even wanting to be a part of the podcast. I know you are crazy busy and I have some questions for you on how do you manage it all. Um, (laughs) So first things first, before we dig in, I've asked, this is my intro question. I've asked everyone. So who is Nakia Ingram? So um, Nakia Ingram is, I'm a, a, a lot of different things. I think that's what kind of brought my blogging on, but I am, I am love. I'm understanding. I'm amazing. Um, I'm perfectly perfect. Um, I'm a black woman, a mother, a wife. I'm a Gigi that I love so much. My grandma. Um, and I'm just so much, I'm a mentor, a coach, a daughter. Um, I just encompass a lot and wear a lot of hats, but I'm mostly, I am just peaceful. I think like my my that's core. a good one yeah that's when it. I ask people they're like oh like I don't know that's such a loaded question I'm like it is that's why I start with it because it's like you have people who can oh read your bio all day but it's like no like when you when someone asks you, like who are you like what do you say like what do you lead with but I haven't heard peaceful yet yes I'm peaceful Mm, I like that. And I can definitely tell even from your Facebook posts, like they're so motivational. They make you feel so good. I'm like, oh, I just love it. They do. And I honestly look forward to them. Like when you post, because it's like either super motivational or you have like good advice on a topic. And I'm like, oh, thank you. The best. (laughs) The absolute best. So as we transition, like, what's a challenge you've overcome in your life and how did you overcome it? So I ask this question because a lot of people feel like when they go through stuff and I'm no, and I know you can relate, they feel Mm -hmm. like it's just them, right? Like, oh, no one can relate to this problem. Like, oh, it's just me. And they suffer in silence and they don't share that story. And, you know, for some, it may be like, well, I don't want to tell nobody, like, I was broke and in debt and how I got out. Like, I don't even want y'all to even, you know, put that label on me. 
Um, but I feel like it's important to share that. So like, what's an obstacle you face and how did you overcome it? Wow. Um, I have a lot, but I think like, um, one that kind of stands out to me, um, and kind of just encompasses, I think everything is me being, um, a teenage mom. Mm -hmm. Like it kind of like, um, with everything that's going on in the world, like I, I got pregnant uh, when I was in high school and we moved from the city to the suburbs. And so um, I went to a school at the time, there were probably only like eight black students in the school. Wow. And I was one of them and I was a pregnant one of them. Yeah. So um, the constant, you know, this that's expected of you, mm -hmm. uh, you're not gonna do too much anyway. Um, that's what you do. And, and kind of like, um, I think there's an obstacle in my life has been people always trying to tell me what I can't do. Yes. Um, and so that helped me flourish. And I went through, I mean, I was a teenage mom. I was out on my own with a family by 19. Mm -hmm. um, and I just kind of worked my way. Didn't quite know what I wanted to do. I started school, um, CCAC didn't finish. And so I kind of was just like in this space for trying to figure out by the time I was 21, I had two kids and although my husband and I weren't married, we were living together. So it was like, I had a husband and kids at 21 right. and just trying to figure out, um, what direction I was going in and, and how I can, um, become better for my children, especially, you know, right. I went from, um, leaving the day of graduation some dynamics happened in my house and I end up living with my um, mother-in-law now which was just like kind of just it wasn't expected at all right. um, getting a place uh, with my husband um, but at the time like I said we were boyfriend and girlfriend and I kept we we got a place together but I also had a project that I didn't tell him about Mm -hmm. And I paid on that every month in case something happened, then I had a safety net for us right. to go. And um, so just like really when you hear people say like going through the mud, that little or whatever you say, like just going through kind of everything to get where I am now. And it still it took a long time, even in the positions that I'm in now to be confident because you would yeah. hear the other great things that people did and accomplishments. And sometimes you downplay, you know, your accomplishments. Mm -hmm don't realize how strong you had to be to get to where you are. So I think just starting off, you know, as a teenage mom, and then we moved. Um, I'm originally from California. Okay. I was there and we got to Pennsylvania when I was eight. And then I literally have like place to place to place. So I don't have like friends that I've had since kindergarten and places right. like that. So just kind of figuring life out, you know, yeah, and I know for even for me, because I was team mom as well um, in high school, and I always felt like even when I accomplished something, like it wasn't enough. Yeah. Um, and I felt like it wasn't enough because in my mind, I felt like I should have accomplished it sooner. Yes. You yes. know, like, oh, like, oh, I got the degree. Like, okay, yeah, but I should have really had this when I was 21. Out of, and it's like, but you still got it, though. Like, celebrate that. And it's yeah. like, yeah, like, it's good, but I should have had it before. Like, you justify it, you know? So I, I definitely feel you on that. And even still now, like, yes. some stuff, like, when I, when I meet people, I don't lead by title. Yes. Like, and people are like, 
but Jaleesa, you have these degrees and you have a master's and you worked at these companies and you did it. And they're just naming my resume off to me. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't leave with that. Yes. And they're like, why not? Like, you should. Like, right. like you should. Like, yeah. And, yeah. And it's like, I don't there yet, I guess. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And I guess it takes time. Maybe one day we'll both be sitting somewhere like, this is who. But I, I'm, I'm always like, I'm just regular. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> like I, I'm just working my way and trying to figure it out. So I absolutely relate to that. Yes. Yes. So in addition, your work with the youth, is amazing like I don't think I know anyone even like youth directors of these programs and said this business like no (laughs) because it's like you're really the face with the youth and for that I feel like you don't get enough credit for that like you are amazing um so how has your current work in the high school um, influence you to begin your businesses, which we'll talk about in a second. So how did that kind of like transition into the work you do outside of your actual full-time? So I think just um, getting here, so I've been working um, within Pittsburgh Public Schools since 2001. Mm -hmm. And I started off as a a one-on-one where I work with kids with uh, disabilities or emotional behavior. Okay. Um, And so that's where I kind of started. And once I started doing that and kind of seeing like, some of the things that their backgrounds contributed to how they were, that kind of gave me like a passion to keep doing it. And um, I got to Brashear in 2009. And when I got here, um, it was packed with kids. Like we, our population has went down some, but it was like kids everywhere. And we only have like in our high school now, I think there's about 1200 of us, uh, 1200 kids before when I got here was almost kids um, when I got here and there were five counselors. So me coming into this space and seeing kids, especially our kids, needing help with filling out job applications and needing help filling out college applications and not knowing how to find the sites and just not really having directions and the counselors here being so busy because there's so many kids, um, I just was like, I got to figure out how I can help in any way. So any way I could, I just would talk to the kids like, what do you need? And then they would tell me, and then I would try to find the resources. If I could do it, I could, I would do it. Um, or I would try to find someone that could help them. And that's how it kind of, uh, went about my, um, principal end up, I had a really good relationship with the vice principal and he um, and the principal were talking and she caught me in one summer and said, you should start a nonprofit. You do Ooh, so much. With our kids. That's good. Cause people don't say that. Right. You do so much with our kids. I think that that would, you would be able to help on a larger magnitude. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I don't even know what a nonprofit is. Like, right. right. <laughs> um, and so I went home and I'm thinking about it. My husband was like, well, call a shell because I know she does stuff like that. Right. She's amazing. And we met at a coffee shop on the North side and she said, write some words down that mean something to you. And that's how we started cultivating resilient youth. Um, And with me just being in space, also seeing girls are kind of forgotten. Like boys get a lot of attention, especially, you know, black boys, it's like more focus on them. And then our girls are just here, like in a space. And it's always my thought that everything starts with a woman. So if you have a broken girl who raises broken children, then they contribute to a broken society. And that's a broken son who becomes a broken husband or a broken father and a broken daughter. It's a cycle. Yes. 
And so like, it starts with us. And so I'm like, well, I have to find a way because I see all these girls in the spaces and we're not told enough of how great we are. It's okay to make mistakes and, you know, you can overcome this and here's some support. And um, we're not taught how to be friends to one another. And we talk sisterhood, but we're really not taught sisterhood. And we don't Mm -hmm. understand the true dynamics of what that means. So, and I also knew how I was, you know, I was a teenage mom and there were things I weren't, I wasn't comfortable with talking to my mother and I didn't have adults who gave good, you know, good advice or told me to do the right thing. It was either you find adults that were like your parents or just like, no, or ones that are like, you know, they didn't care and they supported mess. Right. Um, I just decided that I wanted to be the things like they, that quote says, you know, be all that you needed. I decided that that's what I um, wanted to do. So that's how. Um, fire came along. I got a group of the girls that were uh, that were in here and always like fighting and in trouble and just going right. through. We just start meeting and then we all together kind of just formed fire various inspiring young adults with the girls' names and we just went from there trying to figure out everything else. You know, I learned community and yeah and and all that stuff. And once we started doing that, a lot of dynamics changed in the building and with the girls and the kids knew like. It was a safe space. And then my security team, we just kind of all congregated together and everyone just decided like, hey, let's just start a new culture of what security is and helping kids in our building is. We did. That is so good. Because even like when I was in high school and I went to Perry and I I was pregnant my junior year going into my senior year. So... There was one lady, and I said this in another interview, her name was Miss Tanya Gore White. And she was the one who was like, just because you're pregnant doesn't mean you can't go to college. Just because you're pregnant doesn't mean you can't do all this. And she poured so much into me. Like my mom did at home because she made sure like, you know, I was good. Like, you know, people are probably going to judge you because you, you know, you're young. But like having somebody in the school to just pour into you and just like relate to you and just show you so much, like that's amazing. So when I see you be that for other people, I'm like, you know what? Yes, (laughs) because I know what that did for me. So it's like, I know what that's doing for the girls as well. Right. You know? So tell us a little bit about you have the nonprofit and then you have the group for the girls, but you also have Cultivate and Life LLC. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about those two as well. Okay, so in Life, I kind of like uh, through my journey, um, have always like not just talked to young girls, but like women as well. Right. And um, my husband and I, we have been together, I think it's like 27 years now. That is amazing. Grew up together and just have been through a lot. And so kind of just talking to people about like just following your ambition and growing and it's okay and different changes that you're going to go through and um like just looking at myself and how much I have grown without realizing so helping um women and even like the young boys just see like your potential like it's there you just have to find a way and so it's not me it's just me encouraging and me talking to and helping you discover who you already are like it's right there in front of you. It's at your fingertips. Right. Sometimes we just need an encouragement or we need a foundation for something to help lift us up. And so um, that's how I started that. And it kind of has been informal for a long time. So I decided that I wanted it to be formal and just to do some coaching and just to talk to 
women and just encourage and, and just be that whisper in their ear like you can do this and, and help them along the way in any way I can, the same way I am with the youth. Because I think it's important because just what we talked about a lot of times, if you're growing up and you don't have those things, that doesn't mean that anytime your life can't change and right. you can discover a better version of yourself and, and work towards different things. So it's like, I just feel like no matter what, I always want to make sure that I'm helping someone in some way achieve their own personal greatness. See, that is so, this is why I love you, Kia. <laughs> I honestly do. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yes, that's like, that's it. So between running your businesses and the journey that you're on, it's amazing. And you can see that you're just beginning. Like there's so much more ahead for you. Like at what point did it like really hit you? Like, man, like I'm really walking in my purpose. Like this is really what I'm here for. I think it really, truly, truly hit me, to be honest, during this pandemic, Ooh. you know, because I think before I was kind of just a robot. So I knew there were things I needed to do and I was helping here and helping there and doing this and doing that. But I hadn't really grasped the magnitude of everything I was doing. It's because it's just my nature, mm -hmm. helping people and doing things. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I think over the pandemic, I had time to finally sit still and really think about everything um, that I have done and I still want to do and kind of just focus like I have been on this path during the pandemic. I look back at some notes because I'm an avid, like I write things down, write things down. And as I went through my notes, like cultivate in life, I started that all the way back in 2014. Okay. And hadn't worked on it. And so different things that I was looking, um, looking as I went through my notes and just had time to kind of settle because this is the first time where I didn't have people like, I need you here and I need you there. And, and, and they couldn't <laughs> so right. I, and reflect on me and my life and what I want. And, um, I, that's when I discovered like, wow, I've been on this path, you know, and I'm still, like you said, I'm still going and I feel myself propelling forward and it has been amazing um even to think of some of the accomplishments and to look at like some of the girls a lot of the girls that I work with even on their paths and seeing them become entrepreneurs and yeah. doing different things that you know things seeds you planted that you didn't even think about and now they're starting to grow and it's like wow like this has all been for a reason and my life journey has been for a reason Yes, especially especially like now with the pandemic, I feel like everyone has really had to look themselves in the mirror yes. and you were forced to do so because you can't go nowhere. You can't do nothing. Right. <laughs> for right. the, I'll say for those who are listening, <laughs> you can't right. do nothing, can't go anywhere. So it's like it makes you even rethink about some things, yes. the dreams you had, like what path were you on because now you have time. Right. You know, literally the world stood still. Yes. You had to figure some things out. Yes. Do I like the path I'm on? Do I want to keep traveling it? Can I pivot right now? You know, yeah. like what, what's over here? I did want to do this, but I, I didn't think I could. I mean, now I had some free time. Right. So, so let's see. Yeah. Right. Let's see what's <laughs> over here. You know, like, uh. that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, Two things. What has working with the youth taught you about yourself? Oh my goodness. So like, as I was going through, you know, some of the things I said, like I had to write some things down, but um, one 
big thing, and, and I'll go through a couple of the things that I think they're important, but one big thing is to never judge someone because you never know when their story is done. Mm. And, um, I just remember there was a young person, um, and this was years ago, even before I started working in high school, and I came across this person, and they were so so much more advanced in their age, and I remember being like, oh, like, she's so grown. Like, I just, yeah. man, like, why and then our relationship developed over the years and it it just happened that way like I didn't think it would because of the way I felt but to see everything that um she had gone through mm. was for a reason um because she lost her parents and so God was preparing her to be able to take care of herself and um <laughs> oh Kia you don't make me cry yeah, I'm, I'm a crier, but just to see um, her strength and it just really taught me. And, and I see this story daily, you know, and so it just reminds me too, I guess, of myself because you never know, you know, you can come from something and people look at you and they judge you, but they yeah. don't know who you're going to be and what lives you're going to touch. And so I think that is... Um, the biggest thing is not to judge anyone because you don't know someone's background yeah. or you don't know what's going to transpire in their life where they're they're They don't even know that they're being prepared for something, you know, right. thank you. And so to see that um, has been amazing. So I think that's the biggest thing is sometimes we need to remove our judgment, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and just allow someone's story to progress and just help them along the way you know, um, because we don't know how much that can hinder them too. And right. so um, that has been a big thing. Um, and there's beauty in everyone. And that kind of goes with that, you know, just not judging because everyone has something in them that could be great. And it's just who's there to help water that, you know, right. because you don't know what happened in their life that has made them feel the way they do, you know, so mm-hmm. or act out the way they are. And so sometimes it just takes someone to be there to help them see something different because if you don't know, you don't know. Right. And so just exposing them to that. Um, it's never that serious or it is that serious. So that's another thing. Like some things we can take with a grain of salt and some things we need to dive head on and, and, um, and conquer. And so sometimes it's like with that, I said, uh, sometimes the gray area is an excuse not to do one or the other. Mm, and, I like that. Um, uh, and then I may not agree with, um, I may not agree with someone, but I can still support them and, and not change my beliefs. So that's something I very much had to learn with working with young people, because I may not agree with some of their choices, but I can still be there to support them um, at, on their journey. And you just never know. So I think those are the main things that stand out for me you know and all of that kind of just goes together really of of not judging someone and just allowing their story to play out and support them you know on the way yeah and even that is that hits so close to home especially like in the high school setting I can only imagine you know like what the students are going through, what their at-home life is like, or what they experience, or what they will experience those next four years, you know, with you all. So having to hold back judgment, knowing that they're growing, they're going to go through some stuff, but having someone there who will listen and be non-judgmental 
Exactly. You know, because it's like we all been there. We've all been kids. We made mistakes. We didn't done some stuff. We didn't say some stuff. And now we look back like, oh my God, that was ooh. So <laughs> you know, so even as the youth coming up, because like even my daughter, like she's a teenager, and I had my friends cracking up. I'm like, now it's like now I feel like a super adult. Like I always felt like an adult, but now like this teenage like, one. Oh girl. <laughs> Some stuff she tell me, I'm like, okay, Julissa, don't show it on your face. Right. Do not show it on your face because you right. want her to talk to you, right? So right. she'll be like, Mom, what's wrong? I'm like, oh, nothing. Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the stuff, I'm like, oh, no. And I feel like now it's a little bit enhanced when we oh, were, like, we didn't have social media. Like for me, social media was like just beginning. Like you had like your MySpace. Um, right. you know, but we didn't have the Facebooks and the Instagrams and the Snapchats exactly. and the Twitters. And so I'm like, oh my yeah, God, it's a whole, it's a whole new world. Yes, <laughs> it's new like world. crazy. It is. And especially for us, like living here in Pittsburgh and, you know, like Pittsburgh is known as like the worst place for black women to live which blows my mind crazy like so much blows my mind so how does that motivate you one as a black woman and then as a black woman who mentors and works with young black girls i kind of you know i felt like to use it as motivation mm -hmm. you know and just like anything else don't allow someone else to write your story now there may be opportunities that may be pass, we that pass us by because of it but then learn to start to identify those things so then we can speak upon those things and and uh try to change those things you know yeah. um so i think for me just learning to pay attention more mm. to see you know like what are the dynamics and whatever is happening and so okay if i can identify it is because i'm a black woman or because it's a black person then i'm very vocal you know what I mean? And, and teaching my kids to have a voice, you know, and helping them to realize, identify certain things so they can identify on, on their own. Because one thing is I try, um, my heart is not to push my beliefs onto them. I just want them yeah. to cultivate their own beliefs and cultivate their own um, values and morals. So just learning to identify certain things. So if you see this, then what do you think it is? You know, um, I remember a couple of years ago, um, I printed out a girl and I said, right, what you feel on the inside, inside of her body, and then all the chatter that you hear on the outside. And just being able to identify when you know, like, okay, I'm a black girl in this space, and these are the things they say, but this is not me. So just trying to learn to identify things and advocate and see and, and make connections. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm a quiet networker. Like, I'm not a networker that's out like, oh, I know Jaleesa and, well, and like any spaces. Yeah much in one like if I meet you then we'll have a lot of private conversations or side conversations I'm not big on like upfront in your face that's not who I am right. but if I can utilize those connections to help other people then I am and that's why I'm big on networking so like if you see something and I know someone in that space who's higher up then I can have a conversation well this is what I seen or this is what I saw and so you know could you help me out understand this you know or you know I have girls or kids or someone coming into this space and if they need someone because this is happening you know how can you deny it when it's plain and simple and so really advocacy and communication and and networking but not networking 
for my personal platform. Right. You know what I mean? Networking to open doors and opportunities so we can try to change those dynamics. That, yes. you know, that's what I'm, that's what it's like for me, I guess, you know, and hearing that is, you already felt it sometimes, you know, being right. here, but for it to be like out there was a good and a bad thing. Cause now it's like, it's here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it now you know yeah. like i've been saying this and i've been talking but now it's right here so now holding people accountable how do we change it you know let's talk about it yeah you know it's not sweeping under the rug anymore and, and not just for white people in a sense but black people who also have ignored it because they're fearful in those spaces you yeah. know what i mean so and that that's such a key point, especially in the corporate world. Yes. And that's where the majority of my career has been, has been in corporate between finance to healthcare to mining and metals. And I've always been the educated only black girl at the table. And when I seen that report, it was like you like you said, like you always knew it, but now you see it in black and white, right? So not only just you, but now everybody. Everybody, everybody see it in black and white. And I had to like really sit with it. Like I printed the report out. I was like, well, let me see. Like what are the areas that are affected the most? And right. then I'm I'm the fixer friend. So it's uh-huh. like, if you call me with a problem, it's like, all right, so this is what we're going to do, right? right. A, B, C, I'm going to jump in halfway with A. And then from there, we're going to do, like, I'm <laughs> like, right. we got a problem, we about to solve it. And this is what we about to do to solve it. And sometimes, like, with my friends, I could be a little bit much. They're like, I just need to listen. Like, I don't need a plan yet. Just yeah. listen. And I'm like, okay, my bad. Let me step back. But when you ready, I'm ready. Exactly. When it's time to dive in, I'm right here. Yes. So like with the report, I even, I began to like internalize it even a little bit more because it's like, well, I'm here, I'm in this city and I have X amount exposure or I have these X people in my network. So what can I do to help fix it? Or in my, my little bubble, how can I create a solution to the problems that exist right so with that I feel like that was the biggest thing you know for me to take away from that and to know like there are still women and that's why I did this podcast series because there are a lot of women you know like you who are like boots on the ground in the face of you know the people really doing the work you know like really connecting with the youth really hearing hearing it from the youth not a survey of what they think exactly you know it's like no i i work with them on the daily yes. they call me and if there's an issue they know they can call miss key and we're gonna fix it exactly you exactly. know so and even kind of going around about like how society leads women to believe like you can't do this and that and this and you got to pick and choose you can't have the family and work and run the business and Kia, you do it all. I do. You do I it do. all. So <laughs> I got my pen and pad right here. Cause um, how how do you manage it all, and how do you find balance? The finding balance is 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 hard. Um, managing it, I think. I don't know. It's kind of been like I'm able to come home and still talk about a lot of things with them, which ties them in with it. But I also um, have learned to take some time for them. You know, like 
when I'm at home, sometimes like if it's, I'm with my grandbabies, I'm not talking, like I'm with them. Or, you know, there's time I take with my husband where I'm not answering phone calls, I'm not answering the emails and I'm just dedicated to just them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard incorporating the rest of my family, like my mother. And so I'm learning now that I just have to take space and time for them. Um, but also incorporating them in it. So I'm, I'm not isolating myself completely. So, you know, you can have conversations without revealing who or what, or just talk about like dynamics of it all and um, bouncing ideas off of them. And, and, um, I have like my husband, he has come with me to volunteer and, and take food boxes and my daughter has helped and my son. And so just kind of incorporating them when they want and not forcing it. So they don't feel like, I don't, like, this is your thing. I don't want to, you you told them people, I did not say I was coming. (laughs) Yes, yes. So making sure I'm respecting them too. And just turning myself off from the world sometimes, you know, and finding time. I know it's like, it's only 24 hours. So sometimes it feels like there's not enough time. Yes. Making them a priority and giving them time, I think is the biggest thing. That's, I know, I do the same with my girls. So it's like when I'm doing something, like even like now, I'm like, all right, I got to record my podcast. You know, this is what I got to do. They're like, okay, mom, like, we'll, we'll be quiet. Like, you need right. me just text. Like, don't call because mom's recording, you yeah. know, like incorporating yeah. them in so yes. they don't feel left out. Um, but like you said, like, just not applying the pressure. Like, oh, I have to yeah. be here. Y'all come. They're like, yeah. oh, no, I don't want to do that one. <laughs> That one's on you. That's, that's, that's like you said, that's your thing. <laughs> that's how my daughter's like, listen, I'll help when I want, but don't be sitting here trying to make me because that's your thing. That's not my thing. And I'm like, you're right. At the beginning, it was hard though, because I'm like, it was hard for me to, um, I don't know what, like, uh, understand or it's not understand. It was hard for me to like, feel like I'm dedicating all of my attention and time to someone else. So I had to learn to manage it. I remember I had worked for um, this nonprofit years ago before I started any of this. And um, I watched the dynamics of the director had a family and then did community work and the family was falling apart. Mm -hmm. And I always said, and my prayer was, and that's what I think helps me manage it all is I cannot be, out here trying to help everyone else and my household is falling apart yes that's not gonna work because that that defeats everything i'm doing if my household is falling apart so i think that is what helped me i was glad that i got to see that before i started this because at the time i didn't know i was going to do this i just just working there you know i was setting you up he was setting you up dropping little gems along the way like this is you need to see this because if you don't then it can possibly happen right. because you know, as being a mother of teenage kids and who it's a lot, it you know, is. things can turn like that. Like one day they're this way and the next day you're like, well, what? <laughs> Wait, Wait, what you, where happened? where they go? Are you? <laughs> so just yeah. making sure that I was able to focus on their needs personally as a mother and you know my son and my daughter and they both taught me so much and then working in school helped me even with them because I go home like so what kind of stuff is happening at school because I work here and I'm seeing this and y'all know about all of this and so you know it was stressful for my kids but um it helped a lot and but it also helped me as a parent like one thing my kids were allowed to do we'd have like 
you know, one day where they can tell me, okay, tell me everything you think I'm doing wrong, whether I agree or not, tell me what you think. And then they would tell me, and then we'd go from there. My daughter and I would have it the worst because she's a girl version of me. So she right. would, you know, really landed on thick. <laughs> Let me tell you, mom, it's the only chance I get. <laughs> but it helped me so much with, you know, rearing and, and working with them and talking to them and listening to them. And yes. you know what I mean, and being able to separate myself as just, you should be doing, you should be, uh, right. you know, or not allowing them to be exactly who they are. Right. You know, I'm allowing other kids to do that in space and I have to do that with my kids and not, yes. and it's harder because sometimes you're like, okay, well I have, I do have higher expectations because you're mine, but you do have to allow them to be exactly who they are and trust that the things that you instill in them will blossom, you know, just like you do with everyone else. Yeah. So, Cause I'm there too. It's like, you want to, especially in the teenage years, like they're exposed to the world so much faster. Like they could Google anything at their fingertips and they ain't got to ask mom about it. Oh, Google told me. <laughs> so it's like, Arr. so wanting to, you know, continue to, like you said, cultivate yes. that relationship with your own children as well as outside. Yes. And so, yeah. So as we come to a close, and I feel like we could talk all day. We done shed some tears. We family now, Kia. <laughs> You're my big sis now. Um, I'm looking forward all because I love watching you too. So I was excited, you know. Yes, I'm so glad. And I got so much good feedback. I was like, whoa, like I have interviews for the rest of the year. So I'm like, in the next month, yeah, I'm going to like start taking more women and like, I'll be ready for the whole, whole 2021. I'm yes, like, this so series good. is going to be fire. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Cause even as I'm talking, I'm like, Oh, you doing this? Let me connect you with my one girl. Cause I just, she just said the same thing you said. So y'all got to meet. And exactly. they're like, okay. Like even That's you. All about. Yes, my girl Kylie, she's in Detroit. She's been working with the youth all her life. Wow. All her life. All so I'm sitting here like, you work with the youth, she worked with the youth. Yes. Bring cross cities, yes. bring yes. some. Look at yes. God. <laughs> like, I'm like, we're going to do something for the yes. children. Yes. yes. And Detroit's not far. I love that drive. It's, it's oh, nice she place. will hop on the road. She yeah. like, I'm going to Pittsburgh. I'm going to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Yeah, that drive is nothing. So, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. as we close, what is a quote that you live by? So, um, I wrote one thing is um, never judge someone until you walk a mile in their shoes. And to me, still, you, you know, you can't judge them because even if you walk a mile, your dynamics are so different, yeah. you know, and it leads into the other what's for me is for me. And I think that's something that we have to really um, help young people understand, you know, you don't have to be jealous of anything anyone has because whatever is for you is going to happen. It's for you. And so you just have to strive for those things. Like it's too much comparison, you yes. know, or, especially like you said in the world of social media so i see this person and i have this i want it you you don't know you know that's that's just a smoke and mirror yeah. and so really like you know what is for you what is meant for you is for you only i think that's one of the biggest things and even something i had to learn in my journey like not allowing other people to push their ideas of who you are onto you 
um, not allowing their judgment to hinder and stop you, um, not comparing you and that scares you, or you're fighting for something because you see someone else have, and it's not even what you're supposed to have. That's you a know. big one. That is a big one. Yes, you know. Um, so just really encompassing and um, what is for you, what is meant for you is for you only. And I'm really encouraging that. Um, I think that's one of the, the biggest things um, and treat people the way you want to be treated. I, like, and it's so simple. It's, like it's, we learned that in kindergarten, but it's really hard for people to understand that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I see adults and I'm like, really? Like, are you serious? Between social media and watching people, I'm like, if this Close were you, yes, like people are really bullies now and yeah. they will make, try to make you believe whatever they want you to believe. You are not allowed to have a, a opinion of your own. Mm -mm. You mm -mm. are not allowed to be your own person. <laughs> like, and it's crazy. You have to go with the click. And it's just like adult high school. It's crazy to me. It's it really insane. is. And, and like you said, it's so simple. Literally treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah. However you feel, you, the things you desire, you want people to treat you, that's what you have to exude in order to get it back. And people really don't understand that. Like, be what you want. Literally, be what you want. Yeah, you know, it's it's like nothing else to it. With the energy you put out is what you'll get, and that's with everything. Relationships, you know what I mean. All relationships, from who you're with to yeah. the people you surround yourself with to your relationship with your children, you know what I mean. Like, it it really is just and not holding on. You know what I mean. I think that's big too. We have to move beyond our hurt. Yes, it's so hard to. But doors will not open up and you will not release yourself if you don't. We have to learn that it's not about other people. You know what I mean? It really isn't. And, it, and it's sometimes we all know that is so, 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 so hard, especially when someone close to you hurts you. But yeah. you're binding yourself. You are binding yourself. And so just learning to move past it. You know, there's plenty of people that hurt me. And, and my girlfriend just said to me the other day, like, why don't you get upset? And like, why aren't you like going off? And how are you still nice to people? And I'm like, their issues are not mine and I'm right. not, going to I'm hurt by it, but I don't hold on. You know, I try my best to move on and it's not anything that I've done my whole life, you know, but in the, in the last years I have really, you know, especially this year, like I said, with the pandemic, I have decided to practice what I preach. I will no longer tell anybody anything that I am not doing. I say the same thing all the time. I'm like, I will not tell you something that I won't do or haven't done already. That's it. That's it, you know? And that doesn't mean that my path was perfect to get there, right. but I will support you, you know what I mean? And I won't give you any advice that I know doesn't work. And and, it, yes. and even if I hear it works, I want to make sure that I know, you know what I mean? And even if it doesn't work for me, it does not mean it will not work for you either. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I also, you know, I am very much just an encourager. So just... I mean, it's, I don't really have one quote, you know, Yeah. and, um, it's just a couple of things I live by. And my other thing is just, um, what goes around comes around. So just watch, you know, you never yeah. know, never, ever know. You can be sowing something so great or sowing something so terrible. And so you really, really, really be cautious of the things you do and say, and that you put out there because you, a lot of times we're not prepared for the rebuttal when it's and that's not the good. truth and that's the truth you gotta be careful what you put out there kia thank you so much for spending the afternoon with me just for a little bit i know you're like super super busy 
Um, but before we actually go, tell people where they can find you, uh, social media, email, or any websites. Okay, so I'm on Facebook. Um, my regular page is Kia Ingram. My other business Facebook Facebook pages are Cultivate, um, Cultivating Resilient Youth or Cultivate Our Youth. Um, that's with the hashtag www.facebook.com, Cultivate the letter R, Youth. Um, Cultivate in Life LLC also on Facebook um, 3k co-op and I didn't get to talk I mean that's just briefly two other organizations we came together and we just do a lot of community outreach work oh, wow. um, find us there um, on Instagram it is cultivating resilient youth it is um, simply me blogs and collection and that's just a various of my blogs that I write in my t-shirt collection. That's all affirming t-shirt collection and cultivate in life. And that's also with the coaching. Um, that's what, and you can also find us on Twitter, um, cultivating resilient youth and cultivate in life on Twitter as well. Awesome. Make sure you all like subscribe to the blog. It is amazing. The quotes, the inspiration on a daily is amazing and it's needed. Thank so you. again, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lisa. I really appreciate this so much. So what were your thoughts on this interview? Again, like Kia is truly, truly amazing. I actually had to interview her like in between like lunch breaks and like my working from home, but we made it work, right? We made it happen. Um, and it was amazing. She dropped so many gems and you all have to connect with her have to, have to, have to. If you are driving or listening while you're doing errands or cleaning your house, I have all of her contact information in the podcast notes. Make sure you connect with her. Check her out. Check out her work. It's amazing. Stay in touch. The next one, next Friday, I'm interviewing a young lady by the name we call her E. Oh, she is truly her title, The Encourager. It is amazing. I was like, where have you been all my life? Like you're the sister I never had. Well, now she has me forever. Um, but tune in. Do not forget. Do not forget. Make sure you rate this podcast and share it with a friend. This series is coming to a close. We have three more episodes left. So I'm taking you to the end of 2020. Stay tuned for the next episode next week. Bye. Bye.